0: I better put this in my pocket because I probably won't be able to keep it on here. It blesses my heart to see how good that choir is done and where they've grown um, in just a short time, and not only just grown in their—I mean, to me—grown in their ability to sing but growed in spiritually, how they've grown. I mean, my goodness. I mean, Samantha, Caleb, Rain, Summer, Cassidy, you guys would have never. Lexi, y'all would have never sung. Y'all would have never sung out just like y'all did. It blesses my heart and I am so tickled to death and so proud of you guys because uh, I know, I know that it is not easy to stand and sing for the glory of God. Now it's easy to do it when you're here and there's just nobody here. But when you do it and there's people out there watching you, it makes a difference. And the stand that you guys are taking I am so proud of you and I just want to Let you guys know how proud I am. Um, Tonight, I have feel led to go to Mark chapter 6, is where we're going to go. Mark chapter 6, to some very familiar scripture, scripture that many people have read maybe some of you haven't read we're going to go through it tonight but I want to go to Mark chapter 6 and I pray tonight and I already prayed about this message but I pray tonight that like I said when we got started that you come seeking a blessing from the Lord and I need it if nobody else needed it here tonight I know this is the message that God had for me because of what we've all been dealing with and you're you're me we're in all need of encouragement we're in need of lifting up we're in need of and we've all been dealing with battles we've all been dealing with things in our life that we are in need of we need to get closer to god But the thing we need more and more and more is Jesus in our hearts and lives, and we need to be thanking him for what he's done, okay? And so I want to go to Mark chapter 6, and we will start in verse 45. Scotty, will you bust the reading of God's word? Amen. And Mark chapter 6, we'll start in verse 45. And well, I'll just read through these first and get started. And it says, And straightway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before unto Bethsaida, where he sent away the people. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. And when evening was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the land. And he saw them toiling and rowing for the wind was contrary to them and about the fourth watch of the night he cometh unto them walking upon the sea and would have passed by them. But when they saw him walking upon the sea they supposed it had been a spirit and cried out for they all saw him and were troubled and immediately he talked with them and said unto them be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid. And he went up, up unto, the, unto them into the ship, and the wind ceased, and they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure, and wondered, for they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. And so we understand what's taking place here, and, and I want to just do a little background into what's, what's happening So Jesus and the disciples had just fed the 5,000, okay? And so 5,000 of them just got fed. We've we've talked about it. We've seen the miracle in itself of what just took place. Um, I mean, feeding 5,000 people, I mean, the disciples said, what are we supposed to go do? Are we supposed to just go get some, some, take this money and go buy like 200 fishes and all this? And he says, how many do you have? And so they just witnessed a miracle from God how many times have we witnessed and I talked about it in Sunday school Randall miracles of God just like in Israel all the miracles that God did before them in Israel it wasn't long that they just turned their back on God and so I want you to understand that what is taking place here is Jesus just before their very eyes performed a miracle. And so here we look back in in 45 and and it says, And straightway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before Bethsaida while he sent away the people. So basically what he is doing is he is talking to his disciples and saying, This is what I want you to do. He is constraining them. He's saying, you need to go and do this. This is exactly what I want you to do and the direction that he wants them to go in. And so they're like, okay, you know, I mean, they they just got their bellies full and they was all happy and, and laughing around. And Jesus says, look, we got all these people and it's time to send them away. But he says, I need y'all to go on into getting this ship and y'all come on and go on and get in this ship. <coughs> and leave and so thinking about that I was like "Well, why would he do that why would Jesus tell them to go on he says I'm going to send the people away. y'all need to go on I want y'all to go so he constrained which means he he says come on y'all get on it's kinda like uh, you know you're herding up sheep and cattle he's like y'all come on I mean this is five thousand people that he just fed and all these people are still around And he's saying, y'all, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's get this way. I want you to go this direction and go to the other side, and I want you to go this way. How many times in your life has God told you to go do something? Whether it be go buy somebody a Bible, whether it be go help somebody, whether whatever the reason you say, well, this is what God wants me to do. Jesus told the disciples to leave. And we all can sit back in our life, Todd, we can all say, well, what does Jesus have a calling for in our lives? He has told us to all go do something, whether it be to teach, Caleb, whether it be to preach, or whether it be to do something. But Jesus said, go this way and do this. And so it's easy for us to say, okay, this is what God wants me to do, and we start going through our daily lives, and we got to go and do what God wants us to do. Caleb, you got to do what God wants you to do. you got to be in the will of God. That is the will of Jesus here. He says, y'all go. So he got them all together and says, you've got to go this direction because that's what I said for you to do. It ain't because you want to. And that's what they didn't think. So he's like, you've got to go this way. It's so easy if God tells you to do something to do it. If you just listen. You've got to listen to what God wants. Caleb, how long did you run? It was a couple, It was weeks, I know, because about everybody in here knew that God was telling you to go do this. And so that's what he's told his disciples: go this way and get into the ship. And it's easy for us to go and do the will of God, but how do we think about if those are who God's not told what to do? It's something to think about. And straightway he constrained his disciples to get to the ship, to go to the other side, unto Bethsaida, while he sinned the people way and when they and when he had sent them away he departed into the mountain to pray so Jesus didn't go with them he says Scotty I want you to go this way you're going this way and I'm going that way which is hard for us to understand and do we're like I want to always be with the Lord but we got to do what God wants us to do if God, Caleb, I don't know what the plan has, God has for you in your life. I don't know what Jesse, he's got for you. Todd, I don't know what he's got for you. That's between you and Jesus. And you've got to know what your calling is and what he's told you to do. <coughs> and when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray and when evening was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone was on the land. And it says, verse 48, I want you to look at this part here. He saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them, and about the fourth watch of the night he cometh to them, walking upon the sea, and, w- <coughs> and would have passed by them. Passed by them. And you say, okay, they went one direction. Jesus went the opposite direction. Jesus was up on the mountain praying. Jesus was praying for his disciples. Do you think for one minute that Jesus didn't know what was coming? He knew the storm was coming. He knew it. So the whole time that they're going off and doing this, Jesus had his eye on them, did he not? It says he saw them. How many times in our life, no matter what we're dealing with, what we're going through, we think, well, where where did God go? Why am I in this situation? And he told me to go this way. And how many times have he said, well, I went the way you want me to go, Lord, but where are you at? You said for me to go sing. You said for me to go teach. You said for me to go preach. Where are you at? But he saw them. So he had his eyes on them the whole time. Even though, and it says, what were they doing? It says he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. It wasn't too long ago, me and April and Chase, uh, yeah, Chase and Avery, We went and floated down the Yakin. Did we not? And you go and you put in up here at Elkin and you start floating down the river and it's all easy if you just kind of sit there and and just kind of go with the flow, right? It ain't that hard just to go when the river's running this way if you just say, oh, I might row a little bit this way and and you're just kind of floating, going just, things are just going smooth and easy. You have time, you don't even have to paddle, do you? But every once in a while, we just kind of get a, a wild hair and decide we turn around and try to go the other way. How much more difficult was it to go the opposite direction? And, you know, some of them, April might get way in front of us or, or somebody would get way in front and we'd turn around and we'd try to catch back up to the other one. And the whole time that you're doing that, it's a job. You're, you know, you're rowing up the creek, up the river. And so this big storm come up in your life and they was rowing. Toiling means they was working really, really hard to try to go in the direction that God told them to go. God says, I want you to go this way. But the whole time they was going in this direction and trying to get there and they was rowing and he, Jesus saw them out there rowing and he says my goodness them boys are rowing hard they working they working and you, can you imagine what they was thinking why in the world would Jesus send me his, this direction? He said go this way, and I keep rowing, and I'm getting nothing but struggles and trials and fights every way I turn. I can't row this way, and I can't row this way. We're going nowhere. They would, I mean, you know, me and April, when we went to Arise, we listened to a, a, a preacher. Uh, I don't remember what his name was. He was a preacher, but he told us about this. He says, you know, as long as they kept rowing, Number one, they wasn't going backwards. Right. They wasn't going forwards, but they definitely wasn't going backwards. Jesus said, go this way. Jesus knew the storm was coming. Jesus knew what kind of shake they was going to get in. How many times do we under, get in our minds, why can I not understand, Jesus, this is what you want me to do. Why am I having such a hard time? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... It seems like since Arise, we have had nothing but trial after trial after trial, fight after fight after problem after problem. I know that's what God wanted us to do. I knew He wanted us to go to Arise. And when the whole time we got there, everybody was getting blessed and everybody was getting touched. And we come back here and we've just been on fire for the Lord. And I know that's what God wanted us to do. But it has been a trial after a trial after a trial, since we got back. And I mean, I got to the point, last Sunday I was like, I didn't even tell April, I said, I'm done. That's just how I felt in my heart. I was rowing, and we've been rowing, and we've been rowing, but every time we keep rowing, it just seems like one thing goes wrong and the next thing goes wrong and we think we got it fixed here and the next thing you know something else comes up and it's always a struggle. But Lord, where are you at? Why are you why why am I going through this? That's what I said. We went out there to to shoot Chase when we was going out there me, you and Charles And all I was thinking about, the only thing I had in my mind was, um, I'm going to find me a reason not to go tonight. I was thinking of every opportunity. I was like, man, I've got to get a headache. I've got to have something. I've got to find me an excuse not to go. Ain't that how it goes? And we'll find anything excuse, and we know that's what God. I know that I'm supposed to be here. God says we gotta be in church. Forget not to one yourselves together. So we know we gotta be at church. Yeah. And I was looking for every excuse I could find not to go to church that's what I was doing and I we would, and, and the disciples was rowing and rowing and rowing and they was not going nowhere the whole time Jesus had his eyes on them they knew what he was he he knew exactly what was going through their their minds and ain't it just like us ain't it just like us to start looking at things can you imagine what was going through the disciples minds I'm not talking about when they when he got there. I'm talking about when they're sitting there rowing. And, I mean, this is in the middle of the night. Can you imagine the fear that they had? I mean, that's scary alone. I'm sure they, didn't, they don't have lights on their boats, and they don't have nice, not really one million watt lumen spotlights that shine out in front of them but I'm sure they can see these waves crashing in and that's all they were seeing was waves and they was like God but you said to go this way you said to go this way where you sent me and they looked at it and and this is just how I am okay we got a little saying at work perception is reality and so we, we use that for like, there was, this was back when I was on the floor, and me and this guy would say that, and he'd say, man, if Bobs comes by, you've got to at least look like you're doing something. Because if he comes by and he sees you and it looks like you're working, you're working. Right? The disciples here, the perception that they had was we're gonna die. Right, the perception that they had is we're going to die. And so many times in our life, things come at us, and we're just like, "This is it." God just, Jesus just told us to go this way, and now this storm come up, and we are going to die. That's how we look at things. When we if it, we see something, it's, that's that's the way it's going to be. There's a wave coming, and you're going to see that wave coming. You're like, "Oh, this is it. We're going down." That's what ain't that what we think? I mean, that's what I think. If I see something, if I see it with my very own eyes, that is reality. Amen. That's the way it's going to be. It, ain't, it don't matter what Jesus just told me, but that's the way it's going to be. And I think the worst. That's just me. I'm just like, holy cow, here comes this wave. We're going to die, and we're going down with the ship. This is it. We're doing. to I don't know why Jesus done this, but this wave is going to get me because I see it with my eyes. And ain't that what the devil just tells you? He says, come on. You you just followed Jesus and he just got you out in this storm and he's got you out here so you can die? Ain't that what the Israelites said? Hey, Lord, you brought us out here in Egypt in the wilderness to die? And that's what I say. How many times anything comes up I mean, Waynette, I don't know if it was that she had to go through this for whatever reason, the things that she went with, but if it was no else, no other person in here, it was for me to increase my faith. And we've seen what was going on. Even the doctors and the surgeons says she's going to die, and everybody around said she's going to die, and there wasn't but just a handful of people that had just the least little bit of faith, and we're like, that's bad. Right? The doctors and the surgeons say, brains can't heal. They're like, once once you get a brain injury, it's a wrap, it's done. Ain't that what we see? That's what the disciples seen. When they seen these waves coming in, they was like, Oh, it's over. Here we are. Out here in the wilderness. I'm as guilty as anybody else. Everything that I see coming at me in my life, I just think, well, this is it. We're doomed. And that's what they thought. It's exactly what they thought. And he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed by them You think he didn't know where they was at? He knowed exactly where they was at. Number one, this is Jesus. He was watching them the whole time. The whole time they was working and going through this storm in their life, he was watching them, he was right there. And when it seemed like it was getting bad, who shows up? Who showed up? Jesus always knows every battle, Caleb, that you've been fighting, every struggle that we've been going through, every heartache that we've been dealing with. My heart was broken last week. I was just so sick and tired of nothing but this way and this way. I'm getting this at work, I'm getting this at at home, I'm getting this here at church. I was just like, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. Jesus knows. And I'm so glad that I have somebody that I can count on. I can't count on, look, my mama's here tonight. I can't count on my mama. My mama would do everything she could for me. Always done. But my mama will let me down. My daddy will do everything for me, but my daddy will let me down. My pastor will do everything for me, but he will let me down. Your Sunday school teacher, your husband, your wife, your friends will all fail you. But Jesus won't. He won't. He was right there. When they said, this is it, we're doomed, We're we're going down, right here he came. Who showed up? And when Eden was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the land. And he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night he cometh unto them. I didn't didn't even see this until just now. What was he? What was Jesus doing? Walking. 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 Was he in a hurry? Walking. He was just walking. He was. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he was just had his hands in his pocket and taking a little old stroll on the water. He has great I'm telling you. Hey, it might have been one step. Who knows? He but he wasn't in a hurry and of all the things that we, we think about I mean you, can you imagine the disciples in their mind are like where is Jesus and I mean they're just working and working and where is Jesus and they're like he sent us this way he sent us this way and here he comes right in the midst of their storm right in the midst of their problem right in the midst of their situation their heartache their trial their suffering you know they. I'm sure it said the fourth watch of the night. Do You know how long they was out there rowing? I mean, we would go when we went kayaking. We would do it like five minutes, and we would stop and going. Whew! The fourth watch of the night is way out up late in the morning. This is like two to four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning, and they still out there just a rowing. And, I mean, they, they, had, they probably were soaking wet. They had water all over them from the waves and sweat dripping from the brow. And I'm sure their arms was tired and their legs was tired. Their whole body was tired. And all they wanted to do was just give up. And who come walking in the midst? Here he come. He just walked right up to them. Right on time. Right on time. Always is. And he saw them toiling and rowing, and the wind was contrary to them. And from about the fourth watch of the night he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed by them. And when he saw them, but when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit and cried out, I mean, can you imagine? Scared to death, worried about dying. The hood, they, I mean, they were, if it would have been me, I'd be like, oh, here's the death angel. He's coming to pick me up. Yeah. Right? That's what, that's what I've been thinking. Here, here we go. I'm just ready to go. That's what I'm sure they were thinking. They were scared. They were scared. But when he saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit and cried out. I'd have been, I'd been crying. I know I'd have been crying a long time before the spirit got there. For they, for they all saw him and were troubled. And immediately he talked with them and said unto him, Be of good cheer. For it is I. Be not afraid. Be of good cheer. Can you imagine somebody walking up when you're in this situation and just say, Be of good cheer? Really? How am I supposed to be in good cheer? I mean, my arm's about ready to fall off. I'm, I'm about to drown. I'm about to die. And Jesus walks up says, It is I. Be not afraid. And ain't that just how Jesus is? When, we, when we're at our wits end, when we're at our worst time, when we're just ready to give up and just say it's over, Jesus comes upon the scene and fixes and makes everything right. And all we got to do is just say, he says, here I am. Here I am. Be not afraid. I can't imagine the fear that what they was going through can't imagine the fear he tells them be of good cheer for it is I be not afraid so many times in our life we allow fear to overcome our faith we do I do I, have a tr- I, I mean, I've told y'all this. I have trouble. How many times have I told y'all, I've got enough faith. I'm telling you, I've got enough faith for you guys that if, if you come up to me and, and say, I want you to pray for me, I'm going to pray and I've got enough faith for you guys that I, can, I, I just know my God's going to hear my prayers and I know he's going to answer them and I know everything in your life is going to be fine. except for mine I struggle ask my wife when it comes to me I mean have I I mean I told them in Sunday school class Randall y'all pray for me I'm going to the dentist tomorrow I, I put it in the group chat I'm going to the dentist y'all need to pray for me because I don't like the dentist but, I mean, if, I, if, if you have to go in for surgery, I'm ready to lay hands and say, Brother, it's going to be just fine. It's going to be okay. I done prayed about it, and everything's going to be just good. Yeah. Right and that's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to say, Oh, you have little faith. Why you ain't got enough faith? God's going What did I tell you last week, Sandra? <laughs> I told it, I said it to Sandra. Last week, she says I'm feeling okay. I said, what, "You feeling how?" I said, "You're feeling better, ain't you?" And that's what I made her say. But ain't that how we are? Yeah. I'm all right for everybody else, but I'm not good with me. Reaching. I'm not good with me, and so we allow fear to overcome our faith and hinder us, and hinder the, the spirit, and hinder whatever's happening because it's alright for you Caleb but it ain't much for me he says be of good cheer it is I be not afraid and he went out to them into the ship and the wind ceased and they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered how they get like that they just watched Jesus feed 5,000 people and then you just see them walk on the water and they was like did you see what just happened he just he just got up in the ship with us he just got up in here with us he walked on the water how many times do we think about Courtney? You've seen God work miracles in your life, in your daughter's life, in Marley's life. How many times have they give her up? How many times have they give up Waynette? How many people do we all know that we've seen that we just think that man is just completely give up on them, and we've seen God work a miracle? I mean, you've seen it. I've seen it. And then the first little thing that comes up, it pops up, and we're just like, "Oh gosh, where are you at, Lord?" You said, "I'm, "I'm like that." They was amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered. In 52, here's it. For they considered not the miracle of the loaves. They just didn't consider it. God done that for them. God, not only did God feed the, the 5,000 people but he also fed them and took care of them. They got to eat. Their bellies was full. I mean they took up enough food to I think 12 baskets after they done everybody done eat. So that means there was plenty of food. I mean that was like a homecoming meal over here times twenty, yeah. and then everybody's taking food home for days, and they just like, yeah, he fed us, but I I don't forgot all that. I mean, I've been out here in the sea. That's how we are, and it's just like that for what it says next. For their heart was hard. Their heart was hardened. Do you know how your heart gets hardened? Saying no to God. Not doing the will of God. Not spending time with God. Not having enough faith in God. Forgetting where God brought you from. Right? And your heart gets hardened so easily. Because we forget about what God has done for us and where God has brought us. Every one of us, including myself, and I said it there last week, I said, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, and look what God did. A young man that invited, was invited to church the last, Sunday night, and I man, I always wanted him to come, and I said it, y'all guys remember, we was in the prayer meeting, and I said, man, I invited this guy that I played golf with, and I wanted him to come, Amen. and he didn't show up. And that kind of broke my heart. How many of you have invited somebody to come to church? And they don't show up, and the first thing you do is you're like, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. I ain't invite nobody else because I just don't never come. And I almost missed out because I almost let myself and the devil. And I almost missed the blessing. And when I seen them come in, I was like, thank you, Lord. And they started singing. And I watched him throughout the whole service and I, I seen God was dealing with this young man's heart. He kept his head down the whole time and he didn't want to look up. And he'd look up a little bit and he put his head back down because he was running from the Lord. And they went up there and there was people up here praying. And, and, and the spirit was moving and it was thick and it was strong and hearts was being touched. And I sat right there, and I kept waiting for him to go, and I kept waiting for him to go. And I looked at Kendall, and I said, keep playing. And I sat there, and I was like, Lord, I, I know you're drawing. I know, I feel the spirit. And I walked up to him, and I said, I love you, brother. And I said, if you was to die tonight, do you know without a shadow of a doubt you would go to heaven? And tears started running down his eyes, and he said, No. I almost missed the blessing Amen. because I've got fear, I got self, and I worried about it. And if we would just. Do what God says. We know it's going to be hard. You know it's not going to be easy. The devil is so mad at us right now because of we're growing and we're growing in the Lord and we know that he's going to be mad and he's going to be fighting against us and trying his best to discourage us and he almost got me. Yeah. Almost. And so... Whenever you're dealing with something, just remember they was rowing and rowing. But God told them to go that way. And so if you're staying in the will of God and you're doing what God wants you to do, then he is going to work out every little thing no matter how hard and how bad it seems to get. Just keep going. With what he told you to do. I don't know the times that I've messed up. Because I just didn't listen. I don't want you to fail. And I don't want you to fall. And every one of us is going to get discouraged. And every one of us is going to think it's just time to quit. But it's not. Our redemption is drawing nigh. And we are so close to the coming of the Lord. I don't know when it's going to be. It could be tonight after this service. It could be tomorrow. It could be next week. It could be 10 years from now. I don't know that. But what I do know is, as long as I'm going what God wants me to do and the direction he wants me to go, then he's going to take care of everything in my life. And it may not seem right in my eyes, but as long as God's got it, and he's pointing me in that direction, that's where you need to go. And don't let the devil discourage you and hinder you because that's his job. And you will, I'm telling you, I don't care what your name is, I don't care what your title is. He's going to discourage you, he's going to discourage me. And we are here together, so when I'm down, I hope and pray you're up. So you can encourage me. Amen. And the same for you. Amen. Okay. That's why we're a family. So if, 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 if the devil's got you down, Courtney, I'm going to be here to lift you up. But I hope and pray that you're going to be ready to lift me up because he's going to get me down too. Amen. And we got to be worked together. And the whole point of us being here at church is to get stronger. And the Bible says that we wrestle, right? Wrestle against principalities and powers of the air. Chase, y'all prepare for a battle, do you not? Y'all, if you go out to a football game and you don't prepare for the Friday night that you're going to, to, to your opponent, you're going to get beat. And I'm going to tell you something. I think I said it the other night. You know, you've got to come to church and get stronger and get stronger and work out. I'm not talking about working out, but I'm just using that illustration. Work out with the Word. Get stronger. Read your Bible. Spend time with the Lord so that when you, the, the devil does come to fight you, you'll be prepared. You'll be ready. What, did, what happened? I was reading in 2 Kings about Elisha. And there was armies on the north, on the south, East, west, they was always. The he said they was in surrounding him. They encamped him, and and he he sent his he sent his uh, servant out, and he went out there to see what was going on, and and he's like, man, they, <laughs> I don't know what to do. I go this way, they're there. I go this way, they're there. And Elisha tell him, fear not. He says, there's more on my side than they're on their side. Okay? And that's what we've got to remember. Is, hey, if God be for you, who can be against you? Nobody. Ain't nobody going to be any greater than God. So we just got to remember that. What side are you on? Don't get discouraged. I'm here tonight to encourage you. Be of good cheer for his eye. Be not afraid. Okay? and everybody stand? Kendall, you want to come play? I feel like tonight everybody in here is saved. I really do. But I also feel like tonight that everybody in here also needs to be encouraged. And everybody needs to be lifted up. And everybody needs to be get a little strength from God's word. You come to the altar and say, "God, I'm sick and tired. I can't take it no more." And give it give it to him. I luck. And- Come to you tonight. The
1: master said,
0: in Jesus' name, and I not pray, not God, that you will hear the cries of your Lord. As
1: He stands. God, you know
0: my heart. You sea, know every heart is here. There's nothing that you've You've seen all the things that we have to here deal with. You've seen all the storms that we're all facing. And Lord, I pray for me. those in Israel. I pray, God, that they're facing some storms tonight. Lord, we'll just I put all our faith, and we'll put all our trust, and all our hope and take care of everything, every single need that we have, God, you're going to bless us. And God, I just pray that there's many up here tonight at the altar. I don't know what they're dealing with and I don't know the kind of struggles that got. I'm so glad, God, that you do. I'm so glad, that God, that you can hear our prayers and I'm so glad, God, that you're going to answer me so to be Thy will. Lord, we need your help. I pray, God, that you will help us to go. I know you've called us all in a different way ministries and different things god i pray that you bless your people here tonight god hear their prayers you know what we're all dealing with you know the struggles that we all have some of it may be doubt some of it may be fear some of it may need i don't know their heart lord somebody here tonight might need to get saved god i'm so thankful that you're the god that we can turn to you Even though we go through these things, you're looking afar off and you're watching us and you see us and you know what we're going through. God, I pray for every single heart here tonight, God. I pray that our church will continue to grow. I pray, Father, that our choir will continue to grow. I pray for my pastor and his wife, Lord. I pray for them. I pray, Father, for every person in here. I pray, God, that you'll bless those that's not here tonight. For whatever reason, Lord, you know, you know, and I'm so glad that you have the answers. If we'll just put our faith and our trust in you, God, you're going to deliver us all the way to heaven. And Lord, you didn't, you didn't make the, uh, the uh, hell for, for us. You made it for the devil and his angels. I pray, God, there might be one here tonight just lost that you'll touch your heart. might be one tonight watching our program just lost. God, I don't know, but you do. And I pray, Lord, you'll bless every single person here tonight. Pour out on them, Lord, the blessings that they need. Give them the strength that they need, Lord. Give them the help that they need. Whatever the need is, I pray, God, that you will bless them and you'll give them that need. And, Lord, we praise you for all your mercy. We praise you for all your grace. We praise you for everything that we go through, Lord. All these trials and tribulations is to make us grow and to get us stronger, that we can go on and fight for you, for your honor, for your glory. And where's nobody here tonight lifted up, God, I pray that we will all lift you up and we praise you tonight, Lord. And we give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: The master said not a word As he stepped out on the sea But my heart was hearing clear spoke to me, be not afraid, it is I I will leave you all alone, with my eyes fixed on the Savior, I no longer see the storm. Exactly what we all needed. God always comes through. Anybody got anything you want to say before we dismiss? Oh yeah, we got to take up offering tonight. That's right. I'm glad you mentioned that.